Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Up next, Out Loud with John O'Caldwell, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Welcome back to Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell. My guest is Madison Carthorn, a representative-elect in the upcoming Congress and a rising star in the Republican Party. We discuss his future in Congress, what he thinks is the best path forward for the GOP, and what advice he'll give to those who want to run for office. Let's go. Well, welcome to the show, Congressman-elect Madison Cawthorn. Is that how you pronounce your last name, Cawthorn? Gianno, that's how you pronounce it, but man, it's weird not seeing you with the Fox News logo. You're on there more than the anchor. <laughs> well, welcome to Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell, and I think I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> it's not that often that we get super inspiring young leaders of the generation of the conservative movement who happens to be the youngest member elect or congressman elect. In modern history. So thank you for coming. And I'm sure you get plenty of platitudes on a day to day basis. But it's certainly an honor to be on with you. Well, Gian, I got to say, man, it's great to be on with you. I think you're a real uh, just a real culture changer because, you know, I feel like there's the policy battle that needs to be fought. Make sure that this uh, this radical wish list that the Democrats have been trying to push through for the last few few decades doesn't come to fruition. But furthermore, I think the more important battle right now is the culture battle because so many people, and I'm sure you've seen this in our generation, you know, most people have conservative beliefs, but as soon as you label something Republican or Democrat, they, they, they freak out and they go very, very far left. And so, yeah, thank you for fighting that culture war. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. Now I want to ask you, it's been a whirlwind. You won an election. A lot of people thought you weren't going to win, but you, you pushed back and you kept moving forward and certainly you prevailed. So now you've done uh, orientation for Congress and you, you just got back from there. How are you doing these days? Man, I, I got to tell you, my life could not be much better. You know, I got my wedding coming up this spring. I'm squaring in on January 3rd. Uh, so just two major, major things that are going on in my life coming up. Uh, and, you know, I got got the Christmas cheers everywhere. Everybody's happy. My, my family's healthy. Couldn't ask for much more. I, I got to tell you, Gianna, I did gain a lot of weight 
on the campaign. <laughs> a lot of barbecue. So aside from that, I'm doing great. <laughs> barbecue isn't a bad thing in my my view, my friend. I, I appreciate that. That kind of weight is great. So for the viewers who may not be familiar with you, and I'm sure it's probably like one or two, but everybody else knows who you are because you're legitimately a rock star. And we thank you for joining us today. Can you walk us through your upbringing and what led you to pursue a career in politics? Absolutely. So uh, I found out pretty young that I was an abnormality because I was raised in a household where politics were talked about very often around the dinner table. Uh, you know, it, it was very much probably, you know, if it wasn't every night of the week, it's probably five nights of the week. We were just talking about the current events that were going on. And my parents wanted to get our opinions. They weren't trying to sway us one way or the other. Uh, but, you know, they'd answer all the questions that we'd have. And I always say I was raised on push-ups and proverbs. So mm. you got that real good Southern discipline, but you also have the, uh, the the good word. You got some wisdom being important to your life from great mentors, great parents. Uh, I got a, the, one of the best older brothers you could ever have. And, you know, all of those things kind of formed in me this, this person who refused to give up, someone who always wanted to push on and fight hard. Little did I know that was going to serve me very well, because uh, when I was 18 years old, I stepped into a car and I did not know that it was going to be the last step I ever took. Yeah, I'm on a road trip with one of my best friends. I got a full ride scholarship to NC State. I've been just been nominated by my congressman to go to the Naval Academy, waiting to hear word back from them. And then, you know, I'm on this road trip. I'm taking a nap in the passenger seat. And for whatever reason, in the middle of the day, my best friend fell asleep behind the wheel. We run headlong into a concrete barricade. The car goes up in flames. My, my buddy was able to get out, help get me out. But, uh, you know, the next thing I know, I wake up in a hospital. I can't move my legs. My left arm's paralyzed. Can't, can't even speak. Severe internal bleeding. Been in the ICU for months. And all of that, really, I, I didn't realize that, you know, all of the time that I had been growing up. I, you know, I, I'm very a devout Christian, so I had talked mm-hmm. to God a lot. Saying, you know, God, why did you give me these attributes of a warrior when really, you know, I, I exist in an era of peace and of prosperity? You know, I feel like it, these attributes would have served me well if I was born in, you know, the 1930s, fighting World War II. But, you know, this is the greatest era of peace and prosperity the world's ever known. Uh, but little did I know that those attributes served me very well going through that ordeal. Because, you know, John, as I'm sure you can imagine, it taught me one perseverance you know no matter what you face in life you got to stick keep your head down keep moving through it because just like we know the good days won't last the bad days don't last either and uh you can turn an obstacle into a stepping stone but the really the thing that my accident really taught me because it, it was a recovery of over a year that i was in the hospital but it taught me it taught me an interesting lesson because after that year was up my very first outing out of that hospital was to a professional baseball game with my older brother you know he kind of he kind of jail broke me out of that hospital got me in the car. We went to the ball game. It was, it was awesome. We were down seeing the Atlanta Braves. Uh, but man, when I rolled into that stadium, just in this huge crowd of people, although you'd never see that now during COVID, which is just, I can't imagine what that's like. You, I rolled into that that crowd and I used to be six foot three, used to be 225 pounds. I had the world at my fingertips, everything I wanted I could do. And then, you know, I, I rolled in that crowd and I was invisible. Nobody, mm. nobody, nobody knew who I was. I, I just, I, I felt like I was left behind by society. And so interestingly enough, this accident, which, you know, obviously teaches you perseverance, strength, stick-to-itiveness, it also taught me empathy, you know, it taught me that, you know, we don't all come from the exact same background, and that can really affect how you outlook on life. Wow. And, you know, I say, wow, uh, 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 in in this moment, because I think it's such an inspiring story to have come through, though, that great tragedy, if you will, and and really bring about something that's so positive and optimistic. And certainly you being a believer, 
I think it helps with that. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Proverbs. I'm a big fan of Proverbs. Proverbs 3, 4, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So that, that's amazing. Now, I want to know, how did this accident inform your approach to politics? You know what? I, I would say that what it did, it didn't really change any of my beliefs when it comes to politics. But, you know, we just had this, this conversation about empathy. And it made me realize that a lot of the ways that the conservative leaders for really the past two or three decades have been messaging our beliefs aren't saying them in a way that makes other people understand them and feel good about them. You know, you can look at somebody and say, you know, two plus two equals four. But, you know, if you if you give the backstory to why those twos came together, if you you explain to them, you know, the, the relationship that was built, it makes people buy into what you believe, uh, you know. Unfortunately, we live in a culture where, you know, everybody likes an underdog story. Everybody likes to believe in something. And, you know, I think a lot of people and, you know, the millennial and the Gen Z generation, unfortunately, they want to vote for what feels good. Uh, whereas Republicans and a lot of our, our, our uh, predecessors that we now stand on the shoulders of, they voted for what actually did good. Mm. But so I think we need to find a way to have a marriage of the two to where we can message our beliefs to say, hey, we believe that we need to have a limited government. And here's why. And so I think that's uh, something that's really been appealing about this kind of movement for these young Republicans that are coming up. People like you, people like, you know, Anna Paulina, Rogan O'Hanley. So really incredible young people who are stepping up to take on this mantle of uh, conservative messaging. I think Dan Crenshaw does a good job with it. And so I think I would say that's the way that my accident really informed my 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 politics the most. Okay, now you've been talking quite a bit about being the leader, one of the leaders of the young generation and saying that you think that things need to change in terms of the GOP. And I'm just intrigued to know what lessons do you take from the aftermath of the 2020 election in terms of the direction you'd like to see the Republican Party and conservatives in general pursue? Uh, you know, the biggest one is I believe a lot of our elected officials on the Republican side uh, and, you know, obviously there's a major problem of these career politicians existing on the left. But the biggest way I'd want to change Republican politics is to get rid of these career politicians. For people to go up to Washington, D.C. and practice what they preach. You say you want to balance budget, then stop spending my tax dollars so frivolously. Mm -hmm. uh, you say that you want to have, you want to, you know, be the party of values, be the party of convictions, then define what you believe in and actually stand up for it. Don't just, don't just kind of cower down to the mob and concede and, and capitulate every chance you get. You know, I think Donald Trump did a really great job of, of messaging to people that, hey, the Republican Party is going to stand up and fight. But unfortunately, the term GOP and the term Republican, it's been altered. It's true meaning. It, when, other, when people think about that, they think of people who speak out of two sides of their mouth. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the biggest thing that we need to change is just be a party that practices what we preach. If we really want a limited government, let's actually push for a limited government. Can you think of an example as to something maybe within the party? And I'm not here to say like, OK, things in the GOP are just so horrendous that everything needs to change. Not at all. But from your point of view, what would you advocate that needs to be changed that Republicans aren't doing in the right way, per your opinion? Well, you say you want a limited government. I'm talking you know, to the GOP at large. You say you want a limited government, but yet for you know the past few decades, you want to get involved in every single social issue that comes up. Uh, I know a lot of people define the abortion as a social issue. I, I don't define that as a, as a social issue whatsoever. I think that's a, a matter of, uh, of life and death. And so I think that's something that the government should be involved in. But aside from that, let's truly be the party of freedom. 
if it, and this kind of leans a little bit towards kind of a, a more of a Rand Paul Republican. But if what somebody is doing doesn't directly hurt somebody else, then get the hands off. Let's let's pull the federal government out of this. Uh, and so truly be the party of freedom, the one that people say, hey, we're going to we're not going to spend your tax dollars previously. Uh, we're not going to get involved with your life. We're going to give you extreme security and we're going to let you live your life on your own terms. And I think that's the way that the GOP should be messaging. I think it's the way the GOP should be thought of. It should be the party of freedom, not the party of no. OK. And, and to that point, you just mentioned in terms of if you're doing something that's not hurting someone else, leave it be. Are you for decriminalizing cannabis? Absolutely, I am. You know, I, I we just, uh, uh, you know, Matt Gates actually stood up and, and spoke on behalf of a Democratic bill trying to get it through Congress, which the I, more act. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, the one thing I didn't like about that is that it happened to involve some pieces uh, that inc- that created new taxes. Uh, but aside from that, you know, I, I think we do need to decriminalize uh, uh, cannabis. OK. Have you ever had any experience with cannabis, if I may ask? You know what I did? Yeah, I, uh, it was over in um, Amsterdam where it was legal. Uh, you know, I, 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 I never broke the law, but I figured I, I, at one point I was like, I, I, I want to have an opinion on this, so I figured I'd give it a shot. But it was a, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you, I've never heard of somebody you know getting high on cannabis or using it for medical reasons and then wanting to go beat their wife. Uh, aside, yeah. uh, contrary though, you you hear about. Uh, alcohol abuse all the time. And then that leads to, you know, angry drunks, at least these people who make terrible decisions. And so, you know, if we're going to have alcohol legal in this country, I think marijuana might as well be too. I agree. I want to pick up from there, but here's a word from our sponsor. Don't go away. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced
robust natural wool and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. I think that you're absolutely correct. And I, I come from a family that's battled addiction and drug use and, and those kind of things. But I do think that cannabis should be decriminalized. So I agree with you 100 percent on that. Now, you've argued in favor of several reforms on how Congress operates, including imposing term limits on members of Congress. Can you walk us through what issues are more important to you as you prepare to take office and why you think that's so vital? Absolutely. You know, I think there's these kind of generational threats that Americans face. Uh, you know, in World War II, it was the Nazis in Germany, which fortunately we were able to overcome that, that terrible evil. For the next generation, it was the Russians and the, the threat that they posed. You know, and then, you know, I would say the millennial generation, it was the Taliban. It was Islamic extremist militants. But really, I feel like the the really large generational threat that my generation is going to face and, and for the next, you know, probably 40, 60 years, it's going to be China. And so mm-hmm. one of the number one things I want to focus on is how we conduct our foreign policy. Because, you know, if we continue to offshore our uh, manufacturing jobs or textile mills, you know, our, our critical infrastructure components, whether that's our, our telecom satellites or whether that's, you know, pharmaceutical drugs. I, I didn't find out until when the coronavirus hit, when my heart medication was late getting to my house, that my pharmaceuticals are, are created in China and then they're shipped over. I, I just feel like that's sharpening the sword that could one day be used to kill us. You know, we, we were attacked with a virus. Imagine if we were attacked with a real war. They would have a knife to our throat. So one of my number one priorities is going to be standing up for China on behalf of the United States. I think that is hat hat off sincerely, because I think China has become much more of an issue than people realize. And everyone knows that China wanted to have an economic superiority to the United States and governors and local elected officials all over the country has helped propel that by virtue of the closing down the economy, continuously putting small businesses out of business. So I applaud that. And I, I hope you succeed on that front. I think that would be amazing because they absolutely need to be stood up to. Now, do you think Eric Swalwell, someone who's um, had a close relationship with a Chinese spy, do you think he should be taken off the Intel committee? Is that like one of those things that the, the party and Gianno, absolutely. I cannot believe that Nancy Pelosi still has him on the intelligence committee. It, it's absolutely mind boggling. We don't know how how much information he's shared with this with this female spy. We don't know if he's uh, if he's personally has blackmail against him to where uh, he can act on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, and you know, it, it uh, one I was surprised to find out that he actually had a girlfriend. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, to find out that someone on our intel committee is you know traipsing around with a Chinese operative. You know, that, that's one of the largest security risks I could ever imagine. You know, the, the Intel Committee, for those of you that don't know, meets 30 feet below ground in an air gap bunker. The only way you can know what happens inside of that committee room is if you hear it from a committee member. Well, the Chinese Communist Party just said, OK, well, you know what? Turns out one of our spies is dating one of those congressmen. Uh, and now we have Nancy Pelosi who's just sitting on our hands saying, you know what, Eric, you stay on that Intel Committee. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a national security threat. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with that because Democrats, especially someone like Swalwell, who's four years of investigation, uh, conspiracy theories and flat out lies. Now he's getting a, a piece of his own medicine. And he honestly should say, hey, considering what's going on, I'm going to come off that committee just so there can be an investigation and clear me if he's innocent and, and go from there. I think that would be the right thing to do, especially all the things he said about Donald Trump for the last four years. That would be the patriotic thing to do. That would be the mature thing to do. But, you know, that's not something that we normally associate with our elected politicians. Uh, yeah. Hopefully that, this new generation of, of conservatives that are coming up can change that uh, perception in people's minds. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, let me ask you this question. You face scrutiny among many in the media for what they deem to be a white supremacist view. I know people, you've talked about this a lot. Um, and it was with regards to an Instagram post you made about visiting the Eagle's Nest, a Nazi compound in Germany. What's your response to these kinds of allegations? Uh, so my number one response is, you know, Gian, I don't know if you watch the HBO series uh, Band of Brothers. Uh, it's all about easy company fighting World War II and kind of it follows, you know, uh, Captain Rivers as he goes through really this entire war. It's an incredible series. I encourage all of you to watch it. But uh, you know, I come from a long line of uh, people who've served in the military. So that was a, a show we commonly watched in our house every few years. And so the, where that show ends is it's Easy Company celebrating their victories. And it's an iconic photo of them smoking cigars that were in the humidor of the Nazis at the Eagles Nest celebrating. It's where they declared victory over the Nazis. And so, you know, when people just say that they thought that I was celebrating Nazis and going there, that's, that's absolutely incorrect. I was there as an American speaking English, someone in a wheelchair rolling across these these floors, uh, someone that the Nazis would have had put to death, celebrating having a good time with my older brother. And so you want to tell me that that makes me some kind of a, a Nazi sympathizer? That makes me someone who celebrates American dominance in World War II. Uh, we've defeated one of the greatest evils the world has ever known. And so I, I think that makes me the exact opposite of a Nazi sympathizer. That makes me someone who, who would fight against the Nazis willingly any day. So in, in that case, you were celebrating the fact that America won. Exactly. I mean, it's where we declared victory over them. It's a pretty legendary spot. I, I, I'll, I'll send you a picture of that. We're all smoking cigars. I'm a huge cigar enthusiast. So that's something I wanted to do myself. But it was a it, it, it's it's sad that the media can take someone who is objectively not racist. Yeah, I'm getting mm-hmm. married to a biracial young lady. And so my children are going to be biracial. So that you're mm-hmm. telling me that my future children, I'm going to have some kind of disdain for it. It's absurd. So I, I believe that our media today, because it's so focused on profits and driving up those clicks so they can get more money uh, and please their, 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 their overlords, that has created this, this tendency to create sensationalized news, whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really damaging to our republic. Well, you're a Republican, so therefore you must be a racist. I mean, that's 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 the narrative. And it's not even for me like I might I might sound like I'm joking on that front. But truthfully, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, believing that everybody who was a Republican was a racist because that's what everyone was taught. And then you research the history and you find out none of this is true is all propaganda. And then you see Democrats have used this year after year, decade after decade as a tool to smear Republicans. So. I'm sure this won't be your last experience with with that, considering what they've been willing to do in other cases. So switching gears a little bit, COVID-19 has obviously shut down the country. People have died. A lot of people have been sick. What response or what changes would you like to see in terms of how COVID response is being carried out across the country? 
you know, I got to take my hat off to uh, Donald Trump. You know, he is someone who really walks what he talks. And, you know, Republicans consistently talk about having deregulation. And what we saw with Operation Warp Speed, this this mission, this operation that the president had administrated, it was a removal of a lot of the regulations that are in place, you know, in form of the FDA, these three better agencies who rule our lives. It was these these regulations that really tie the hands of these pharmaceutical companies from being able to quickly produce an antidote to what uh, COVID-19 was. Mm-hmm. Also, with Operation Warp Speed, them being able to get this vaccine done in record time, I think is an absolute testament to, one, that Donald Trump had the right idea of deregulation, and two, that deregulation is the right move in a free market society. Uh, and so I, I think it's being carried out very well. Uh, fortunately, you know, a lot of people want to look at the number of cases. That's one, you know, I, I, as someone who's spent a lot of time in the hospital, I, I understand suffering and I feel for people who had to suffer through that. I have a lot of friends who got it themselves. But you know what? The, num- the number that I am more focused on is fatality rate. And mm-hmm. for that fatality rate has stayed consistently below 1% almost for the entire duration of COVID-19. Uh, not a single person in the United States that needed a ventilator went without a ventilator. And so I got to tip my hat to people like Elon Musk, people like Donald Trump, who really got this job done for Americans all across the country. Absolutely. I want to discuss that further, but let's take a quick break first. Stay with us, everyone. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. And to continue on that note, a COVID vaccine is on the horizon. When you advocate for its distribution, how do you plan to balance the needs of your constituents versus the needs of everyone else? You know what? I mean, the needs of everyone else is great and all, but I represent people of Western North Carolina, so I will do whatever I can to make sure that they have the best living sick. 
Okay. And and that's <laughs> that's what we expect. So thank you for that that response. Now, here's an interesting one because I had um someone that you know very well. She's a fellow North Carolinian and her name is Laura Trump. She was she's been on this show and she discussed well, I discussed with her and we actually ended up breaking news the possibility of running for Senate in your home state in 2022. Could you, Congressman-elect, could you see yourself supporting her if the time were to come? Uh, You know, I think Laura Trump is incredible. I think she would be an incredible senator. Uh, She loves this state. She knows the counties intricately. We have 100 counties in North Carolina. She knows every single one of them by name. She knows the intricate details of the inner workings of each of these counties. I think she'd do a great job. Uh, my number one guiding principle, although, is uh, a num- it, my, my number one priority in life and virtue is loyalty. There was a good congressman, Mark Walker, who really supported me all throughout my primary campaign. And, and he was really backed me and got me through the uh, very vicious primary. But I know he is running for senator, and so I will be supporting him. But you gotta, I, I will tell you, my hat is off to Laura Trump, and I, 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 I if she happens to be our nominee, I will be behind her 100%. I think she'd make an incredible senator. Uh, but as of right now, I'm I'm behind Mark Walker. Okay. No, I understand that completely. Now, speaking of the Trumps, President Donald Trump is certainly a fighter. And I can't imagine him continuing or not continuing into every every court challenge is, is made. And we'll we'll see what happens. What do you think about a Joe Biden administration? What would you expect to see from that if he if he were to be victorious, uh, rather, if the the court challenges don't stand up? I'll tell you, I hope I'm on the oversight committee so I can really rip into his administration because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of quid pro quo. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of the old boys club. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of really kind of going back to the policies of Barack Obama where you, you see the world leader of the United States of America bowing down to other world leaders. That's something that I think is just is is despicable. That's something that I, I don't ever want to see America have to do. And so I am going to hope that we're not going to have to have that Joe Biden presidency. But if we do, you know what? I think that his administration is just going to be filled with you know a, a return to the status quo of Washington D.C. And that's something that I think that is, is detrimental to America as a whole. Okay, very good. Now let me ask you this: What's kind of the plan for you? Because Congress, I mean, you're you're the youngest person to actually be in Congress in modern history. You actually just turned 25, which is the required age to be in Congress. So I'm I'm just so intrigued. If you if you're starting the bar here, <laughs> I mean, where to next? I mean, president or governor or what? What are you thinking? U.S. Senate? Well, I will tell you, uh, my only goal right now, I will serve until I get term limits on Congress. That's my main mission. If I achieve that, I think I'll be happy going back home and raising my family. But I, I'll tell you, you know, I, I'm here right now to focus on serving the people of Western North Carolina. Uh, if, if later, way, way later in life, I would love to get to lead the state of North Carolina as its, uh, as its servant, as governor. Uh, but that, that's something way down the road. And I, uh, I think that the uh, the duty of president that's something that's got to be ordained by God. So I, I won't even speak into that. that. That that's that's a hectic job, man. You, you see all these presidents who go in looking like young men, and, and they come out as as withered. That's I don't know if I want that. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And I tell you, I want to thank you for your for your service, and certainly for being an individual that a lot of people can look up to, uh, whether they be young or old. I think your story is one that's truly inspiring. 
and is one that a lot of folks in the media, including myself and many others, will be paying attention to for years to come. I mean, you you're going to be taking this spot, which AOC recently held as the youngest member of Congress. And she's been kind of leading the charge for the Democrats on that side. How how will you combat that? Well, you know, when I see her, I, I'm going to ask, I mean, is there like, is there a handing off process? Is it a plaque? Is it like like a small medal? I, I don't know what exactly what <laughs> you get for being youngest in Congress is. But I will tell you, you know, she has been a ferocious fighter on behalf of the Democrats. She started this super PAC called Justice Democrats, which uh, that's the reason you've seen the squad's numbers increase throughout the 2020 election cycle. But I, I will tell you, that's it's got to be fought very, very ferociously from our side. You know, you got people like Morgan Ziegert who runs the, uh, the 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 organization Young Americans Against Socialism, and I think that is so critical. I, I look forward, you know, fighting alongside Morgan, fighting against this these socialist policies. Because you know what? Of course, we want everybody to have health care. Of course, we want mm-hmm. everybody to be taken care of and have a high standard of living. Unfortunately, we live in reality. And unfortunately, those things cost money. And unfortunately, when you start giving health care to every single person, eventually you run out of other people's money to spend. And therefore, you are going to have to start rationing care. And that's something we can't have in this country. So, you know, as AOC has been kind of leading the charge on her behalf, I, I really do want to help be a servant to the American people and lead the charge of the conservatives to say, hey, let's rein government back in. Let's reduce these three letter agencies and let's make America work for us again. Absolutely. And on a last note, what advice would you give to a young person who would like to one day run for office? So I will tell you uh, to that young person, when you sign up to run for office, when you're going around doing your stump speeches, you're going to your local GOPs, you are going to have people who have been involved in kind of politics in your area for a long time approach you. And they are going to say these words. You know, I love your zeal. I love your fight. I love all your values, but it's just not your time. You know, you're too young. You need to wait in line. You need to mm-hmm. pay your dues. To that, I say, screw that. Who who the hell are we in line behind? And whoever mm-hmm. is in line <laughs> is not doing a very good job. So I encourage any patriot, no matter of your age, stand up and fight for your country. If you want to support term limits, if you want to support making Congress work for the American people again and uh, limiting our federal government, I will support you. I will come to bat for you and I will fight for you. Uh, So I encourage you in this next upcoming cycle, stand up and, and, and try and get elected. And I know that very well, the wait your turn kind of lingo. And certainly I've not waited my turn. You got to go and take your toner, either create it. Uh, is there anything else you want to say, Congressman-elect? Well, Gianno, you know, I, I think that if uh, you and I are the future of the Republican Party, it's going to be one that's ferocious and one that doesn't back down. Because I've got to say, you are very problematic, as uh, Rob Smith-Leone would say, uh, <laughs> to the uh, to to the the integrity of the Democrats message of them really saying that they own the black vote, you know, yeah. where Joe Biden really says, if you're not voting for me, then you ain't black. But brother, mm-hmm. you are probably one of the, I, I, as I said, it's weird not seeing you on Fox news. You're one of the most articulate people I've ever met or ever heard oh. speak. And you, you carry our message and I really are our, our, uh, our standard very, very well. And so I will tell you, I think that you are going to be a thorn in the side of this, uh, these far left socialists for a very long time. Wow. I tell you, it's an honor to get those words. And so can I. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, Congressman-elect, soon-to-be Congressman Madison Cawthron. Thanks, man. See you, my friend. Thank you, my friend.
I want to give a very special thank you to Representative-elect Madison Cawthorn for a great interview. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review and rate us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions for me, please email me at outloud at gingers360.com and I'll try to answer them in future episodes. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Parlor at Gianno Caldwell. And if you're interested in learning more about my story, please pick up a copy of my best-selling book titled Taken for Granted, How Conservatism Can Win Back the Americans That Liberalism Failed. Special thank you to our producer, Stephen Calabria, researcher Aaron Klingman, and executive producers, Debbie Myers, and speaker Newt Gingrich, all part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Part of the Gingrich 360 Network. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong. Strong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific.